0: Hello and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. And today I have a good friend, Genesis Newton, who is a fourth year veterinary student who graduates incidentally next month (laughs) and has completed her internship at our office at Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And so I wanted to... um, interview her because, number one, she's a very positive, energetic, and smart colleague, and also because um, she has a lot of uh, dreams and aspirations of becoming a veterinarian that is um, specialized in uh, lab animal science, and that's uh, something that we don't see a lot, and that perhaps our listeners don't really realize that that's another field that veterinarians are extremely necessary for. Uh, First of all, welcome Genesis to the Pet Healer Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) And um, I wanted to uh, start by just introducing yourself, you know, telling me how did you first determine that you were going to be a veterinarian? You know, how young were you and what inspired you to uh, start this Long journey.
1: Yes. Um, so I'm from, from Orlando originally, so I went to Colonial High School um, and I actually showed animals with FFA. So I showed chickens, ducks, rabbits. Um, I loved them. So I would really say that started my journey of just animal welfare ensuring animal welfare, and just caring for animals in that way. So I really did enjoy my time with FFA, the blue corduroy. I rocked Mm. it. (laughs) So it was a lot of fun in high school. That's definitely where my journey started.
0: And then have you worked at uh, um, clinics and hospitals, and did you kind of like confirm that that was uh, the journey that you wanted to embark on?
1: Yeah, so in undergrad, I shadowed um, at a veterinary clinic and at a humane society as well. Um, so that just really helped ingrain into me that, that this is the route I wanted to do. Um, and then in, after when, I, when I graduated college, I took a gap year just to really make sure what I wanted in my life. Um, I did not apply to veterinary school right away. Um, so I started working as a, you know animal keeper, and then I went on as a technician and assistant um, at a small animal clinic and a shelter with a low-cost clinic attached to it as well. Um, so all those paths just really helped you know, know that this is the path I wanted to take. Um, so I did take some time off between graduating college and starting mm-hmm. vet school. Um, again, I just wanted to be really sure because I knew it, vet school was expensive, um, the debt I was getting into. So I, I had to be sure, and I knew so.
0: And That's one it. of the things that you're touch up, you know, right now that you're touching up on, it's mm-hmm. the debt. Um, yes. When I went to vet school, I am from a very poor background, and I had to take a lot of loans. I did not take any undergrad loans because of my grades. I was able to um, use the free university in Puerto Rico if you qualify for it. And then uh, when I went to vet school, of course, it was a lot of money, but the money in those times, I think I graduated with $84,000 in debt in the 1990s, that was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, how much are you graduating with?
1: will be graduating about $340,000 of veterinary
0: And are you debt. the highest in your class with that debt, or no?
1: No, it's pretty average. Um, that's just what, it's about seventies to $75,000 a year since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty average, unfortunately. And I, thankfully, also do not have undergraduate debt.
0: So some yeah. people that graduate with you...
1: Will have more if they do have undergraduate debt, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So so I think that the public doesn't realize that they always say, oh, veterinarians are in it for the money let me explain to everybody that has that (laughs) concept how wrong you are because what's the average starting salary that you've seen for practices?
1: Um, If it's on a pro salary, so a production-based salary, I would say most of my classmates are getting offers from about anywhere from like 80 to 100 even on the higher end um, as a base salary. So even then that's that's really good nowadays. Like I know before, classes before us, it's a lot lower, but now it's, I feel like it's...
0: So 80 to 100,000, mm-hmm. but you graduate with 350 mm-hmm. plus debt. So the red, the debt to uh, pay ratio is really wrong. Yeah. Physicians graduate with that debt, but they start earning 250 grand a year. Yeah. Within a couple of years, they're out of debt. Some vets take you know, 20 years to get out of that yeah. Of course, you have a good plan for that. So <laughs> I was really impressed with yeah. how you hustle. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, going into uh, Lab Animal mm-hmm. has a lot of benefits, too, for you, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I will hopefully for the all 10 years stay um, on the public service loan forgiveness uh, program. So hopefully in 10 years after doing an income-based repayment, I will have all the qualifications necessary to have my loans forgiven at that point. Um, I know the current loan acceptance rate for that public service forgiveness has been really low, um, and they opened up a lot of opportunities for to have more acceptance into that public service program, especially for veterinarians. So hopefully, it stays that way, and in ten years, I can have all my loans forgiven.
0: That will be wonderful for yes. you and for your family because this is the house that you never lived in that mm-hmm. you have to pay mortgage for every month. So, mm-hmm. I but I just want to you know bring that to light because. I mean, a lot of our listeners are veterinarians themselves, and some of them graduated a long time ago, like me, and uh, we're perhaps not aware of how critical it is right now for the new incoming colleagues, you know, to have a good salary because it is not for greediness; it's for survival. And the same with the people that are not veterinarians and that are just uh, customers, clients of clinics, and our friends and. Um, everybody listening that is just curious about uh, veterinary medicine, that that's why it might be a, a bigger reason why there's so many people that end up with the suicide rate that we have uh, taking their lives because they don't see a way out mm-hmm. of the debt and the crushing expectations that you have to have, you know, immediately uh, coming out of school. Yeah. And so um, I hope that people listening will be a little bit kinder to your vet. We're not in it for the money. This shows that there are many professions. I think I saw a study where um, somebody going to a trade instead of a profession mm-hmm. will actually earn more than a veterinarian, for example, you going through vet school and residency. Mm-hmm. You know, the the people that are in a trade like an electrician will probably make more money than you for a long time. You know, it will be a big bell curve and you eventually catch up to it. But it will be many years
1: yeah, before res- you make that. Yeah, I recently saw an article, Walmart posting for CDL drivers, mm-hmm. that they're starting at 100. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can drive a truck. I,
1: yeah, yeah. If I, yeah. If you
0: didn't have the heart for being a vet, because again, it is not everybody. There's many that are called, but few that are chosen to follow this journey. So a lot of people love animals. They want to work with them. But then uh, number one, the time that it takes to get the training. Number two, the stressors, very big stressors in it. And you're going through it and having kids through vet school. So... Big kudos to you for <laughs> tackling motherhood while you're going through vet school. How hard was that?
1: Uh, extremely hard. Like, I, you know, debated dropping out of vet school hard just because of just the stress of everything, <laughs> of going through, especially during COVID, going through a pregnancy during COVID. So yeah. I was just, I felt so alone. So, but I have a wonderful husband who helped support me through it all. So, yeah, yeah. without him, no, no. I could have not done all this. No,
0: yeah. but... We all here in Orchid Springs admire you tremendously, Genesis. Because again, we I didn't have that, and I really couldn't couldn't I couldn't imagine doing it. So again, this speaks about your commitment to the to the career and your conviction that you this is what you want to do. That this is your path, and because of that, I I wrote to you a little letter before, and <laughs> making her cry now. <laughs> You're not seeing it, but I'm going to I'm going to try harder to make her cry. But uh, yeah, but I see I see a lot of success in your future. Now, getting off that so you don't cry anymore. Let's just talk about um, this is the first time that you see alternative medicine, right? Yes.
1: yes, It's not taught in our schools at all. We we do have like an integrative medicine club um, that I was a member of, but they don't teach. No no traditional Chinese veterinary medicine acupuncture they don't teach any of that in school yeah so it was really neat to come here and see it all
0: yeah so what are your impressions now that you know coming from you know school which is so science-based and so evidence-based supposedly Mm -hmm. and you know so like strict into the very narrow view of veterinary medicine Mm -hmm. to coming to a practice that is has a very wide view of veterinary medicine.
1: Yeah, no, it's been great and really interesting to see. It's also really helped with my eyes, just like how much nutrition. Um, So seeing like the herbal therapies and the food therapies, um, that was also really different to learn about. So I really do appreciate just how much it even brought in my own knowledge on on all the, the different stuff. I really yeah. did appreciate it, yeah. and
0: and hopefully, when you get your residence done and you start doing lab animal, maybe yeah. you can,
1: yeah, figuring <laughs> out a way how to integrate all of it, exactly, even. yeah,
0: bring it a little bit to the research world, a little yeah. bit of the, um, you know, alternative medicine. Yeah, and we do have uh, some people in in um, animal science and lab animal science, like Dr. Harvey Rodriguez, who is really good. Um, Teacher at UC University, and he um, works in the uh, lab animal department at University of Florida, and he's doing a lot of research trying to prove. Because again, this is five thousand years of knowledge, and nowadays we're using scientific methods to kind of prove these concepts. And the, the funny thing is that we are gathering evidence every day. We gather more evidence. I think the last time I saw was about. 23,000 in PubMed, if you do a search on alternative medicine acupuncture, you're going to see about 23,000 um, studies. It, mostly humans. I think uh, I think it's in the 900s for um, veterinary medicine. But again, thinking that this acupuncture was introduced in the Nixon era. So that's in the early 70s to the United States. So that this is a quite a new uh, for Western world quite a new uh, field and uh, modality uh, but unlike in China which is a 5,000 year old um, mostly observational information yeah. um, so to me it's fashion you know it's fascinating to see that side of uh, you know Somebody coming from vet school and just being exposed right away to it. So that's why I wanted to have you on our show today. And if there's something that you've learned or you can say to our listeners that are kind of a little skeptical, they're just listening to the pet healer just because they're like, what is this (laughs) lady talking about? What do you say about what you've seen, the results that you've seen? And if there's any case in specific that you um, kind of like, liked a lot and that made an impression of you if you want to share that with our listeners
1: yeah so there's one case it was the brown lab um where you press on her hips like as soon as she came she came in for a consult you would press on her hips and she would go right down immediately but after you you know you did some manipulations on her you did the acupuncture, and then you went to go do it again and she stood right there perfectly Um, I don't remember the name of the pet, the dog. But yeah, no, that was really awesome to see. So just seeing it like just with the change within just a few minutes of you just a few minutes of just handling her and doing your acupuncture and your manipulations on her, just seeing that change. That was really amazing. That's
0: good. So in and some of the clients are like that. They're skeptical. They don't know anything about acupuncture. So when they see immediate results and the the reason why their immediate results is because we have to think about ourselves are made of energy and that acupuncture channels are just pathways of that energy and if you manipulate that those pathways you know when there's pain or when there's restriction of movement is because those pathways are blocked so if you do a manipulation whether it's by uh, um, doing spinal manipulation or chiropractic or whether you put a needle in there to relieve or, or redirect that energy then the flow is reestablished and then the not only the movement is reestablished and the strength of that animal, but and it could happen immediately. Again, we're dealing with electricity, so it's kind of like I always say the analogy of the Christmas lights, where you turn you turn them on and they're not turned on. You know, you plug them in, and they don't turn on, and then you just move them, kind of like wiggle the little. Um, bulbs and then once you've hit the one that is damaged or replace it or or screw it tighter then the whole christmas lights turn on and that's how I look at when I do a manipulation or when I put a needle that's what I'm trying to do reestablish turn on the christmas lights yeah. well genesis thank you so much for being with us today and much luck and su- success in your new stage of your journey We will definitely miss you and your positive attitude. And I feel like just like we're made of energy, some people are positively charged and the universe is attracted to that. All the good things are attracted to you because of your big heart and your smile and your positive outlook. So good luck, Genesis, and thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me all these weeks. It's
0: been really great. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, The Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have our website, pethealerpodcast.com And uh, in, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Information about this episode came from my book I'll Vet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice Orchid Springs Animal Hospital and our website is ww.osah Dot com, osavets.com. there's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing and our pet healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms so we're looking forward to seeing you again.